This week, again, I've been amazed by God. This week I was praying and, and reflecting on some of my life and looking back, especially the time before I really followed Jesus, looking back at some of the things I did, the ways that I lived, wishing that I'd done things differently, looking back with regret. Even still, even after I became a Christian, after I began following Jesus seriously with my life, I still look back and I see things that I wish I would have done differently, that I've been more faithful in. You see, the thing is, we all go astray. Like sheep, we wander off and we walk away from God. We find ourselves walking in one direction only to one day look up and see that we are far from God. You see, this is the way it's often been throughout history. As we heard Isaiah said in chapter 5 of Isaiah, he says that these people, they have all these things. They have harps and lyres at their banquets. They have tambourines and flutes and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord. They have no respect for the work of His hand. Therefore, my people will go into exile because they, have, they, have, for they lack understanding. So the, the high-ranking high people will be hungry. They'll die of hunger. And the masses, they will be thirsty. They will be parched with thirst. See, the point here is that God, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, says these people don't recognize God. They make no regard for His deeds. They make no respect for his, the work of His hand. They go their own direction. They follow their own idols. Things that they've fashioned with their own hands. Their own ideas. And because of this, therefore, they will go into exile. They'll go into exile because they lack understanding. This has been part of our history. As people, even as people of God, this has been part of our history. Jesus came again and He preached the Gospel. He said, repent. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. As I've mentioned it a few times, this word uh, repent in Greek, it's metanoia. It's this word that has this visual idea of walking in one direction, turning around, and walking back towards God. You see, so often we begin walking in life, we get our head down in our own things. Or maybe we intentionally choose our own direction apart from God. And in that time we look up after we've been walking for years or months, we look up and God is not even close. Jesus says, repent. He says, apologize, turn around and follow God. You see, some people do this intentionally. They willfully refuse to follow God. They don't like God for some reason. Some idea in their head, they think God is this person they don't want anything to do with. Or maybe they're angry at life and they think it's God's fault. And so they refuse to follow Him. See, as I look at you, though, I, think, I see people who are different. See, most of us are here because we follow God or because we're interested and want to follow Him. So when we find ourselves astray or off the, wrong, or off the right path, it's often because we've gotten so focused on our things We've gotten so focused on our little things or the things of our world that we start walking and walking and we look up just long enough to see that God isn't even close. That we've wandered off. That once again, we've wandered off from God. Time and time again, we see this. You see, the interesting thing is that sometimes as people, we want to sort of justify ourselves. And so we say, at least we're not as bad as those people who choose to walk off. 
You know, it's different because our motive is different. And maybe there's something to this. Maybe God does look at motives. I don't know. But for me, the, the important thing is that regardless of the motive, whether it's we choose to, we, we willfully want to reject God, or we just get to living our lives and we find that we're apart from God, the point is, both places have the same identity, that they are apart from God. They're still astray. Regardless of motives, regardless of reason why they're there, they're both still astray from God. So as much as we try to make ourselves feel better or, or justify where we're at, it's still that we've walked off from God. We've been doing this for centuries. Hundreds of years before Jesus even came. Isaiah speaks to the people of God because they have wandered off again. But here's this amazing news. God keeps coming after us. The Lord our God keeps pursuing us time and time again. He keeps coming for us. Coming to bring us back. Coming to bring us back to Him. Regardless of how far we get off, how many times we get off the wrong track, He comes and He grabs us. He brings us back. We hear it in the words of Isaiah, Isaiah 40. In this chapter He says, Behold, the Lord comes with power, with His arm ruling for Him. Behold, He comes with His reward and His recompense goes before Him. He keeps coming. There's this word, this idea of behold, God is coming for you. He's coming to bring you back. See, Israel did go into, into exile. First the northern kingdom, then the southern kingdom. The people of Israel were ripped out of their land and brought into prison. They were brought into slavery to far off lands, to Assyria or Babylon. And as these people were here living in, in slavery, as they were living in exile, apart from their land, the land that God had promised them, after years, decades, they began to lose hope. They began to lose hope until they heard these words of Isaiah. Behold, your Lord comes with power, with His arm ruling for Him. Behold, He comes with His reward and His recompense goes before Him. And then God fulfilled this hope. God brought His people out of exile back to their land. Back to Israel. And they began to build the city again. They began to build the wall and the temple. But in time, things went wrong again. In time, Greeks came and they oppressed the people. Then Romans. And people were living in their own land, but they were still slaves. They were exiles now just in their own home because they were oppressed by, by foreign powers. And then 0 A.D. comes. This watershed moment in all of history. Christ is born. A child will be born to us and the government will be on His shoulders. God in heaven becomes God with us. He becomes Emmanuel. Comes to rescue His people from under the thumb of Roman oppression. But even more than that, He came to rescue the whole world to save the entire world from the impression of sin, from this broken world, to, renounce or to announce to us that the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God has made its beachhead in human history. It is here, among us in Jesus Christ. The kingdom has come. Christ has come. Not just for a select people, but for all people. Even for us here, 2,000 years later, He came for us. So Jesus came and He lived among the people. He walked among the sick. He healed them. 
He brought sinners back into the fold. And then He hung on a cross. He died that we might have life. Then He rose again. And even though Jesus has ascended into heaven, He sent His Spirit to be with us. God is still with us. God is still Emmanuel. As we were singing just this morning, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel, God is with us, even though He is still coming. And we hear the words of Isaiah again. Behold, your God comes with power, His arm ruling for Him. Behold, He comes with His reward, and His recompense comes with Him as well. God is a God who keeps coming after His people. He keeps coming for His people. He keeps coming for us. This is the amazing God that we serve, the amazing God that we are connected with, that we share life with. But as I was studying for this, for this passage or this sermon this morning, I was beginning to think about just how surprising it is. How surprising it is that God keeps coming again and again. How surprising it is. Sometimes it's baffling. The steadfast love of God. This patient endurance. This God who keeps coming and coming. I think we hear some of it in the prophet when he says, he says, the, the voice calls out to him, he says, cry out, and he says, what should I say? These people are like grass. These people are like grass that withers, like flowers of the field that fall over after one season. People's lives that, Lord, why do you want these people? That things are so short with them. Not only do their lives short in comparison to you, but also their obedience is short-lived. It seems like they can never follow you for any much longer than a generation or two. And then they find themselves off astray again. But I think the prophet catches himself. He catches himself and he says, he said, the grass may wither and the, and the flowers may fall, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the amazing news that God fills in our deficiency. When we may wither and fall, God comes in. His word lasts forever. This is the nature of grace. For as little as we can make ourselves right with God, God comes in and makes us right with Him. He fills up our deficiency. He takes up all the slack. If we could move only an inch towards Him, He would come miles and miles to come save us. This is the amazing God that we serve. And then the Lord says to the prophet, He sets him straight. He says, Get yourself up on a high mountain, O Zion, bearer of good news. Lift up your voice mightily, O Jerusalem, bearer of good news. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Tell to the towns of Judah that here is your God. Here is your God. God clothed in frail humanity. Lying in a manger, a child, an infant, reliant on his mother, the God of this universe, the living God, reliant on a woman to care for him, his mother to take care of him, to put clothes on him. This is your God. As surprising as it is, here is your God. A God that walks among the people. A God that touches people that should not be touched so that he might heal them and restore them. A God who sits with sinners, who eats with sinners, who sits with tax collectors, traitors. This is your God. This is your God hanging on a cross, bruised and beaten, 
tortured, and then hung on a cross. This is your God. King of kings, killed with common criminals. Lord of lords, hung on a cross like He was a thief. This is your God. Risen again. Ascended to the right hand of God. A God who comes again for us. This is your God. And He did all of this because He loves us. This is the amazing thing is that God has done this because He loves us. God loves you. The living God. The God of all things. The One who created everything. Loves you. Loves each of you. He's like a shepherd with a flock. I hear it in the words of Isaiah. The words that God spoke through him. He said, comfort. Comfort my people. Speak tenderly right to the heart of Jerusalem. Cry out to her that her hard service has been completed. Her sin has been paid for. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sin. It's over now. I hear these tender words of God, these loving words of the living God saying, Comfort. Comfort my people. And you who are struggling right now, these words are like living water. Comfort. Comfort my people. There is a living God who loves you, who cares for you, like a shepherd, who shepherds his flock. He gathers up the lambs and carries them close to his heart, close to the heart of God. And he takes care of the mothers with their children. Because I've been thinking about this, some, about this idea, this, 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 this image of shepherd. Mike gave me a book about a shepherd in B.C. here who's also a pastor. And you see the ways that shepherds care for their sheep. From the moment they come alive, even before that, they're caring for them. From the moment that they live until the moment they die, shepherds care for their sheep. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Jesus is the good shepherd who cares for his sheep, for his flock, for his people. So much so that he would come, that he would put down everything of his divine nature and come and be people, or come and be a person, come and dwell among us, and then die that we might have life. God has done this because he loves you. If this is the only gift you receive this Christmas, it would change your life. God loves you. This God of ours loves you. I know it's hard for people to take this. Sometimes it can be really hard because maybe we've been let down by people who are supposed to love us. And so we're skeptical to let anyone love us again. Or maybe we're angry and we don't want to be loved. Yet if we would let this be true for us, that God loves us, it would change our lives. It would make us new people. I can tell you from my own life, I can tell you from my own life that realizing this truth, letting this be true for me, understanding or at least trying to get a hold of the idea that God loves us has changed who I am. 
This is the amazing news. He does all of this because He loves us. He keeps coming after us again and again because He loves us. Tonight, this place is going to be filled with people. Hopefully many of you, but also hopefully many people from our community. And they're going to hear this story again about a child. About a child who is God. About God, Emmanuel. God who has come to be with us. In these next few weeks, much of our world is going to be drawn into this holiday of Christmas. Unwittingly singing songs about a Savior who has come to save even them. Christ has come. The Savior has come. He has come and He has proclaimed release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. He has set free the prisoners and proclaimed the sovereign year of our Lord. He did all this in His life and His death. He came and He sacrificed everything for us. And before He did that, He said, no greater love has a man than this than He would lay down His own life for His friend. This is the love of God for you, that He has laid down His life for you to give you new life, to bring us back into a right relationship with Him. Christ has come. Christ remains with us by His Spirit. And He is coming again. God is coming again. Behold, He comes with power. And His hand rules for Him. Behold, He comes with His reward and His recompense goes before Him. Christ has come. He is God with us. And He is God coming again. Amen.